1: Are you troubled by stale podcasts in the middle of the night? Do you love films that feature the busting
2: of spooks, specters, or ghosts?
1: If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Ghostbusters Resurrection is an RPG audio drama combining tabletop gaming and cinematic paranormal elimination adventures. Call the professionals at nerdyshow.com slash ghostbusters.
0: We're ready to believe you. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by... A Comic Shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen... From the Borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Podcast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Listener, this is episode 61 of the Epic Piecast, recorded in the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. I am your host, the plucky yet ethnic Nelson Lugo. And I
1: saw a meme today that I want to tell you about. A meme? Yeah. It's one of those memes where it has a question in it that tells you a thing about you based on like, you know, those ones that are like, if you're a Scorpio, uh, you drive this way. If you were born in this year, this is your favorite flavor of berry. Okay. Right. This meme said, the song that was number one Uh on the day of your 14th birthday Uh defines your life. Oh, shit. The number How one, accurate is it? The number one song mm-hmm. on your 14th birthday. Oh, shit. Was With or Without You by You Two. <laughs> you
0: can't live with or without me. That's, that is probably the truest statement. No, that's not. Oh.
1: The number one song on my 14th birthday was Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. Ha ha
0: ha ha ha. And I am your other host,
1: Schaefer the Dark Lord.
0: That's because you're half drugs. <laughs> uh, hello, Schaefer. How are you? It's been a while. <laughs>
1: I mean, I saw you a few days ago. That's
0: true. It's That's been true. a while since. It's been a while since the last time we were in a movie theater together. Since
1: we allowed C. Muldrow at all <laughs> to peep their ears in on our hangs. These are hangs We're having hangs We're having
0: hangs Yeah Never say that again In my presence Don't, don't. If
1: you want to attract A younger demographic uh-huh. You need
0: to You know Kick up some of your slang Make really? it a little more modern Yeah Okay so we're, we're hit me again Hangs These are hangs It's No No You said what it are many the, times What are the youths saying What's the new What's the hippest What's the hip slang That the kids are doing oh these days Oh my god You
1: sound like that dad That suburban dad Who is uh-huh. trying to Make a last ditch effort hey, To steer hey, his hey. teenage kid's life hey, In the right direction I'm
0: hip I'm with it. I'm 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 down with the OPP. I have seen you recently. Uh huh. We've been to the movies
1: several times. We have. We have actually. This is a wonderful time to be alive. <laughs> is it, it is. Well, it's at the beginning of summer movie season, and that's, that's always that's a true. very yeah. happy time um, for anticipation, and then usually pays off in just exhaustion of <laughs> CGI explosions by the end of summer. That's and,
0: true. Also, you're know, like
1: how many. Goddamn Avengers are there. Uh,
0: how many times can they blow up New York City in one summer?
1: Not enough for me. <laughs> I will never grow tired. That's I'm gonna grow tired of, of, of superheroes and origin stories sure. and team-ups sure. and giant CGI apocalypse battles right. to the death with whatever alien warlord has come right. to destroy Earth that sure. some plucky upstart's gonna like save at the last second. I will grow fatigued with that. I will never grow tired of disaster porn on the big screen that involves the destruction of new york city and that's from before i lived here oh i know i love watching new york city crumble in films even if the cgi is bad (laughs) i I don't care even if a dog jumps into a tunnel at the last second to avoid a fireball did
0: your love of uh big city disaster porn start with like independence day or did it it was like pre-independence day i mean i like did you watch godzilla films and just like root for the monster and yeah. and like, take that building? Yes. Really? Yes. Wowzers.
1: Okay. Because it looked really satisfying <laughs> to destroy all of that. You know what it is? It's because when I was a kid, uh-huh. I watched Fraggle Rock.
0: Oh, yeah. And the, the doozers. The, the doozers were yeah. just always
1: toiling away, building these nonsense sugar structures that the fraggles would just come in and be like, fuck your work, and they just like, eat it. Um It, it felt so, I don't know, powerful, yet yeah, somehow so satisfying to just stomp through something. And, yeah. But yeah, the first the first time I I recall really uh, being connected to New York City destruction porn was Independence
0: Day. That was that was. I think well, that was a turning point for like disaster movies. And
1: then it was like every summer for ten years, (laughs) Will Smith, and and a crumbling cityscape.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, Will Smith! He is the answer to and the problem of all of my life. What? You heard me.
1: Never heard anybody say something that cruel about Will Smith. That's not even true. <laughs>
0: I love Will Smith. I do, too. Let's get jiggy with it,
1: Schaefer. Let's talk about some movies. So, yeah, now, I I have been to the cinema a number of times this month. So have I. So have I. I went a couple of times with you. Yeah. Let's talk about what we've seen uh, People we, want to know <laughs> Do they? What we, what we thought of really? the movies that they already saw weeks ago it, By the time they listened Is to
0: that really a thing? No, but Tell it, you what, loyal listener a, you know would you, a, Do you still want to hear us talk about movies you've already watched? Then shoot us an email At epicpiecast at gmail dot com That's epicpycast at gmail dot com We saw Adventure Adventure Avengers Infinity War We did Yes we saw Avengers Infinity War. Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. No, I liked it. <clears throat> yeah, I liked it too. Yeah. Bad guys won. I know. I like that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You like Empire Strikes Back? You know I do. Bad guys win. Bad guys win. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Oh.
1: Let me tell you something really quickly <laughs> as a as a side to this. Legendary comedian George Carlin, mm-hmm. who... Um, I has been a big influence on me since I was too young to listen to his records because my dad gave them to me when I was
0: eight. (laughs) Uh, That is an
1: all-too-common story. He had one of his many live HBO specials scheduled to air in September 2001. Okay. They ended up postponing the special because uh, a lot of networks were not really looking for comedy programming in September of 2001. Right. And so he, he postponed it like... To the next year, and he came out, and he did some different material. He acknowledged what had happened, but he changed the title of the show. The title of the show ended up being "Complaints and Grievances." Okay. The original title of the show. Oh no. That was going to air live in September of two thousand one was. Oh dear. I kind of like it when a lot of people die. Oh my god. Which is also a more fitting subtitle for Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, no lie. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it, yeah. And a lot of people died. And a lot of people died. Spoiler. Spoiler. Part two. Part two. Anyway. Anyway. Um, You saw Deadpool? I have not. I saw Deadpool part two. So don't spoil it for me because I I still want to go see it. Dick jokes. (laughs) Really? There's a dick joke in a Deadpool movie? Yeah. I'm shocked. I liked Deadpool too.
1: I loved the first Deadpool. Yeah. I really liked the second Deadpool.
0: Oh, you didn't love it?
1: Uh, I mean, the sequels are challenges.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. I'm, I'm going to take that
0: as a no. That franchise you didn't love already
1: it. has an uphill battle. <laughs> Be, one being that I never gave a shit about Deadpool as a comic book character. That's I only liked that movie with Ryan Reynolds playing him. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I've ever given a shit about Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a, a diamond on its own. A rare gem, if you will. So okay. a sequel to it is, is going to be kind of difficult. And, uh, no, I, I liked it a lot. Oh, I, I would right. definitely see it again. I can't wait to see it again. Awesome. Deadpool 2. <laughs> Starring Domino. Okay. Uh, we saw Solo, a Star Wars movie. We did. That was the last time I saw you in yeah. person. We saw Solo, a yeah. Star Wars story. Yeah. Yeah. I liked
0: it. I didn't really like it very much. Why do you hate Star Wars? Wow. And Seriously. That was our two show man me, show called sh- The Internet. Show show me on this doll where Star Wars hurt you. I did write a very diplomatic post about how I didn't like I it. I did read that. And, and that I, was these that was the single most forward-thinking, genteel post I think I've ever read I, from you.
1: I am such a Star Wars apologist and I read like in a comment thread on somebody else's status they were talking about Star Wars and somebody chimed in and said like, Schaefer hated it. <laughs> I was like, my fandom of Star Wars is worthy of quoting. Uh, I didn't hate it. I just... It, it was okay for me It was you. okay. It didn't really... It was okay.
0: Yeah. It didn't... It, didn't, it ticked the boxes but it just didn't float you back. I had some fun. It was all right. All right.
1: You want to know what the best movie is though I saw in the, best, in the last month What? It was a 10 hour movie Oh no, shit No, 5 hour movie Oh shit Called Cobra Kai On YouTube
0: Wait, 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 wait Hold on We were discussing this off mic Were we? And you told me that it was fa- Like the most fan servicey thing To be all fan servicey things oh. and, that, and that you were just like It's okay It is
1: fucking nostalgia porn Yeah Straight up it's just constant nods to, hey, middle-aged dude, did you like Karate Kid? I know you did, because here's countless references to what, ha- what happened in that movie.
0: Oh, God. Do uh, they reference any of the other movies? Uh, like, like when, when Daniel-san no, goes to Japan or Osaka?
1: They, no, the opening scene of Karate Kid 2 is played in a flashback. And then they're like, fuck you, Karate Kid 3. Really? And fuck you, Hillary Swank, too, apparently. Oh no (gasps) No Hillary
0: Swank references.
1: No, no. Look, that's not the point. The point is it really is only there to serve by throwing a ton of nods to a thing that you like. (laughs) That isn't even very good. It's it's just like a big casserole of acknowledgments of the thing that you loved. And it's cheesy and it's ham fisted and it's hella problematic at times. So
0: so it's a Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah. And I <laughs> I loved it more than I thought I was going... I'm embarrassed by how much I liked Cobra Kai. Huh. It's, like, insulting. Huh. In what it is. I'm... And I still found it really I'm charming. genuinely
0: shocked to hear you say that.
1: I like the... Because
0: you were very tepid on it when you first told me about it.
1: I'm quite proud of the moral ambiguity that they have injected into our <laughs> beloved hero and his arch-villain, Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> Strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. Is
0: the body bag kid in
1: this? He's not, but he's got an analog. It's like every one of these reboots of like the past 20 years where they bring back these old aging actors (laughs) to talk like, and there are gravelly voices about what it was like in their day in the 80s, man. sure. And then there's like a new generation of like younger kids to like, you know, take on the mantle. And they've all got analogs. Like there is like that kid, the the get him a body bag that kid is that the one you're talking about <laughs> yeah, bobby was his that's, name
0: that's the guy yeah
1: he's got he's got an analog in a younger kid in, huh. in it they all, all right yeah it's worth it for what you watch it for aisha and if anybody's watched cobra Kai, you know what i'm talking about but aisha's just the best
0: okay she's, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get i'm gonna have to give this a watch she's then. a bullied kid Wait, so did she you... joins the
1: dojo she gets revenge
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Wait. So did you did you subscribe to YouTube, Red in
1: order to get the whole thing? I got the free 30 day trial, and I have a reminder set on my phone to cancel it
0: <laughs> before it starts charging me,
1: so that I can watch it a couple more times. Well,
0: fuck. I think I already did my 30 day free trial. You know what?
1: Fuck Daniel Larusso.
0: Oh my god. Wow. That got that escalated quickly, my I'm friend. Sorry.
1: Just. I thought I knew who the hero and the villain was, but maybe I didn't. Thirty years later. <laughs> Can't believe I just talked more about a YouTube series than I cared to talk about Star Wars.
0: <laughs> I know and you got me wanting to watch a fucking YouTube series. That's weird. You're an old man. It was eh, it's made for you. I'm young middle-aged.
1: I saw you use that phrase online today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I like the accusatory finger you pointed at me yeah. while you said that. It's like saying I'm only partially on fire. <laughs> okay. Uh Well, yeah, that's enough of summer movies. Poop poop. So, what are we what are we doing next, Schaefer?
1: Uh who cares? This is already tedious and tiresome, <laughs> and I'm already over. You would
0: think everything we do is tedious and tiresome?
1: Because I'm smart. Uh, I have ears. I know what this sounds like.
0: I mean, I hear you, but really? I really don't think
1: we need to. This is what I think. I, I think we don't need to chew up any more of the runtime of episode 61. No. Because it's just going to be more of this nonsense. Hey, Lugo, what are you doing? Working on your show about death? Yeah, Schaefer, what are you doing? Working on another record about death? Yeah. How's that coming along? Well, I'm going to another
0: song. Wait, wait, you're, you're writing another album about death? Shut that? up! Ha ha!
1: Anyway, but that's all boring and who cares. What's exciting is that we have a very, very exciting guest. And we haven't had a guest in months. No, that's true. Because we have burned all of our bridges.
0: (laughs) Nobody likes us anymore.
1: (laughs) I don't even know who to ask to come on the show because I just assume nobody likes us anymore. (laughs) But we have a really exciting guest this month. And I don't don't really want to waste any more time talking about your one-man show or talking about my one-man shame spiral. (laughs) So I feel like Well, don't keep me in suspense Who is it? If you were a listener of this show You would already know Based on the title
0: Right And you know who the guest is Because The guest (sighs) Oh my god You're breaking the fucking Oh Fourth wall Is there a fourth wall in radio? I guess there is It's more of a theatrical concept Than a Direction, isn't it? Did you go to a performance art high school? No Hmm Well, I mean, yes, kinda
1: I think we should just bring out our guest Okay Folks, we're gonna take a quick break and we will be back in just a moment.
2: I know exactly what you want. I know exactly what you need. I know exactly where you're from. I know exactly what you mean. Why? Because I'm a psych major and I'm a mind-reading machine. Ooh, some people ask me what I do. Some people ask me where I Where I went to school Sometimes they ask me with a smirk And when I tell them that I went to UC Berkeley And I majored in psychology They turn into jerks Cause they don't think that I can tell Their condescending tone of voice They think they're doing so well They think I made a bad choice What they don't know is that satisfaction and voice. I know exactly what you want. I know exactly what you need. I know exactly where you're from. I know exactly what you need. Why? Because I'm a psych major and I'm a mind-reading machine. Whew! I know I'm naturally smart, but like the talent of Descartes, the master of the heart, I have a bachelor of arts, I know my models of attachment and the causes of attraction, I could even break it down to its parts, but I can see you're not impressed by the degree that I possess, and based on how you use success, why you might think it's useless. What you don't know is that I see your inhibitions And your deepest superstitions All the broken dreams you're keeping repressed I know exactly what you want what you want I know exactly what you
1: is presented by the nerdy show podcast network and did you know that the nerdy show podcast network is home to dozens of other programs that are also surely relevant to your nerdy interests oh it's true it's damn true swing by nerdyshow.com and see what treasures await you if you like what you hear please rate and review us on itunes like and follow us on soundcloud and audio boom or subscribe and stream on google play as listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com nerdyshow you can fund the entire Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and The Epic Piecast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Our guest on the program this month is a nerdcore rapper from Oakland, California. Her debut album, Raging Ego, just dropped yesterday. Please welcome to the program... Lex, the lexicon artist.
0: Hooray! Yo! Pop 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 Oh my god! The studio audience goes wild. <laughs>
2: What's up? Well, <laughs> welcome to Studio Six C. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm really yeah. excited to be here. Yeah, this is awesome.
1: Uh, Lex, I have known you for a short amount of time. I met you this year in person for the first time at South by Southwest in mm-hmm. Austin, Texas. I'd heard your stuff online before, mm-hmm. among the. Um, nerdcore friends that I have online links with this name with a bunch of Lex in it
2: (laughs) kept kept, kept popping
1: up a lot And, uh, and I remember finally checking some stuff out and being like oh shit this new rapper is fire and then I met you just months ago when you went to Austin and also burned all of those venues to the ground fuck yeah
2: (laughs) thank you yeah thank you I appreciate it
1: how long have you been doing it
2: two years two years yeah
1: and um, you're you're just now starting to take this act on the road and take it like out of town, out, yeah. of, out of the bay.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so I started in June, uh, sorry, ju- June or July, I can't really remember. But yeah, I started writing in June, uh, started performing in July of 2016. So it's been wow. about two years at this point that I've been pursuing this project. Now, I've been playing music all my life. You know, I, you know, I'm classically trained as a pianist and a violinist. I started playing music when I was four years old, like really got into it when I was eight, Um, But really doing this project Has just been a two year Kind of thing And the first year Was really just establishing My local fan base Uh, But really I think what kind of uh, took this on an upward trajectory on this kind of like exponential growth was being at South by Southwest where I met everyone. Um, and at this point, I have connections in, you know, all sorts of different cities, including New York City, uh, Austin, Texas, uh, Dallas, Texas, you know, a variety of different places that I otherwise would have never gone to, um, at least, you know, for performance purposes. And yeah, now I'm starting to take it on the road, which is really cool. Uh,
0: Well, what got you started? Like what? Well I guess it's a two part question What what was the music you were playing prior to this Mm -hmm. And then what what was the impetus To get started into doing hip hop
2: Yeah sure Um, So I can start at the beginning so uh, apparently my mom told me this this uh, this year when i went back home for chinese new year uh, so i'm from taipei taiwan and so i i went home to taipei in february and then i picked out i i looked at this photo album and there was this photo of me like wearing these like dorothy like red glass slippers um <laughs> playing piano and i was four years old and my mom was like you know Um, When you were a kid, I remember your piano teacher telling me that you had perfect pitch when you were four years old. And I did not know this until I started playing bass in like eighth grade uh, that I had that. But, you know, I think I've always just had like a penchant for music. Um, I picked up the violin when I was eight years old. That's like, you know, kind of my main instrument and Uh, was for a while, you know, like like any good Asian kid. I was, you know, playing the violin. (laughs) I was second violin in the Taipei Philharmonic Orchestra, Oh wow, uh, which was really cool. Um, (laughs) And I just, you know, I just uh, played violin. It wasn't something that I really loved, which is kind of a shame because I didn't realize how good I was at music when I was playing violin. Mm. Um, And it was really until uh, not until I. You know, kind of uh, put violin to the side, uh, which, you know, I don't know how happy my mom was about that. They were paying a lot for lessons. Sure. I honestly took a lot from it, you know, like, you know, building music fundamentals and things like that. Sure. Um, But uh, it... You know, I know that they wanted to cultivate this, like, interest in music and, like, this hobby in me. Um, But it wasn't until I kind of, like, put it down on the wayside and started pursuing music that really, I felt, spoke to me and, like, you know, moved me in my emotions that I started finding this, like, love of music. So I got into hip-hop when I was 12 years old, approximately, or, like, 9 or 10. Um, So two of the most influential albums for me were, like, Meteora. Uh, by Lincoln Park. Sure. Uh, and the Eminem Show by Eminem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I, I remember listening to it on my Walkman because it was so dirty, and I was just listening to it all the time. I was like nine years old, and I was like, yeah, you know, listening to Superman by Eminem. He's like, you know, all like sexual and shit. I'm just like, yeah, fuck, this is this is edgy. Um, and you know, that kind of got ingrained into my head a little bit. I listened to like you know, Fifty Cent, Dr. Dre, you know, all sorts of Kanye, early Kanye, you know. Um, and it's like rhyme patterns just like started to ingrain my, themselves into my head. And then I joined this hip-hop club in middle school um, where I walked into the hip-hop club and there was no one there but the facilitating teacher. And I was like, <laughs> am I the only person at the school who is interested in hip-hop? I feel so embarrassed and I don't know if I can actually be a rapper now. <laughs> that was when I was 12 years old. Wow. And I okay. had that experience. Yeah. Um, but then in eighth grade, my... Uh, English teacher assigned this rap project to my entire class saying hey you know let's uh, write a rap song here here's how to write a rap song uh, find a random beat on YouTube and like record your vocals to it and submit it to me for your final project and wow. I was like okay this is like finally my time to shine and I wrote something it was about how, how hard I studied and how, how much of a life I didn't have which is very very <laughs> nerdcore um, yeah. yeah my first yeah. song ever and yeah. uh, I submitted it to my teacher and then Uh, He responded to me Well he like Looked me in the eye And he was like Lex Or Alex (laughs) Alex this is really good You should do this more And That has like Never left my Mm -hmm. mind Basically And from then I always had this dream of like Oh I wanted to be a rapper Sure For a while I was involved in like Competitive beatboxing I used to be part of this like Beatbox battle scene Where people would just be like (laughs) and like United
0: States. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, You're burying the fucking lead, Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, I was, I, I, had I didn't so know. so many
1: questions. I was hoping we were gonna get to talk about this. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I
0: learned about this. Well, we, first of all, what the fuck is competitive beatboxing?
1: What the fuck is that question? It's exactly what it sounds like. How do you mm-hmm. win?
0: How do, you, it's a, in battles. It's is, like rap battles, but you use like. Does the audience vote? Like I don't understand. Like how does how, how do you determine a winner? There's a jury usually. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a, a jury of how many people? Five. Holy shit! So mm-hmm. there's five people. Yeah. And each of them. So each of the is each of them vote like like the Olympics? Like they each vote and then whatever the the total score is, or do they have to like be unanimous about? No, they Lex won this one. Or
2: uh I kind of forgot. Um I think it's just they vote for who had a stronger round. So usually it it, it goes like, you know, uh first guy does like a 1 minute and 30 second set, sure. and then second guy does like a response set, and then there's, you know, another round where like, you know, first guy does another 130 1 sec uh uh-huh. 1 minute and 30 second set and then the other guy responds and then it's like, oh, who did better in the first round, who did better in the second Got round? It. And then they vote on who was, you know, uh who like overall had had like right. the most rounds and i think i think it's just each judge kind of you know um gives their opinion on who overall had the stronger sets uh-huh. and then they vote and then there's you know obviously it's five people and so they, they, there's always kind of this um uh there, there's always a, a result you yeah. know yeah, there's yeah. there's never a need for a no, tie. no there's breaker. never a tie yeah yeah exactly and so and how I did, think how that's did how you, how you get works. into that how did i get into that uh good question the internet uh, that's how I get into everything. Yeah. So okay. I had no friends uh, in middle school. Uh-huh. Like, zero at all. Sure. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. Like, both of you, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Um, so I Welcome spent a lot pub. of time. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um. Very proud of that. Uh. I spent a lot of time in the internet. And okay. I joined this community called humanbeatbox.com. And at that time, it was very, like, UK-focused and Europe-focused. Okay. And it was a community of beatboxers just, like, learning from each other, learning, like, you know, uh, new sounds, new skills, you know, battle tactics and sure. things like sure. that. And they would put together things like, you know, uh, back in the day, like conventions, like BoxCon or, you know... Um, this is still going on, like, Beatbox Battle <laughs> World Championships uh, where people get together, like, in a club BoxCon? and they just... BoxCon? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just... <laughs> <laughs> and they network and they like it's it's exactly like how nerdcore rappers do it actually okay. and the nerdcore family feels very close to like what i experienced with human beatbox except i never got to meet the people at human beatbox it was always like digital communication That's why I have like oh. 110 words per minute Typing speed Because I spent so much time <laughs> Talking to people On the internet And I met a whole bunch of people um, At that time I was like You know 14, 15, 16 So I never got to like Fly out to compete in these battles, so right. I always did local battles in Taipei, um, but, you know, part of me wishes that I had the op- the opportunity to, like, you know, fly out to these battles. I was also 16, so I was underage, I couldn't oh, yeah. go to, like, the clubs, yeah. so, you know, yeah. um, that was just kind of, it uh, it was fun for a while, but I, you know, uh, I don't know, I... <laughs> Um, you guys can ask more questions about it. Did by they the have? Way.
1: Was, well, okay. Then, was there any kind of forum for like a online competition where you well, all would submit l- videos or? Totally. Something? Yeah. yeah. So. Did you tear those up?
2: Uh, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I was one of the few female beatboxers at the time, and so at the time I was pretty good, uh, for like women, and people were like fairly impressed, but. I've never been the kind of person to, like, learn a whole bunch of really, like, complicated sounds that a lot of people are like, oh, that's so technical, that's so cool, you know? Um, I was always more focused on, I guess, musicality uh, and rhythm and things like that, so, you know, I'm a very, like, rhythmic person.
0: Well, that makes sense, I mean, considering your musical background. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. And so, you know, I was never that great at kind of expanding my sound repertoire, and so my techniques kind of, like, fell to the wayside as more and more, like, you know, beatboxers kind of came out of the woodwork uh, as time went on. On and like you start know
1: start f- with like the ones who would like do the samples yeah with, like impressions yeah so, like, yeah yeah, like, like
2: yeah like vastly <laughs> kind of like overtaking my speed and that's when I realized that oh you know like maybe this isn't for me um
0: and that's <laughs> when you found nerdcore uh
2: yeah pretty much uh there was a little bit of a gap I went to college first you okay. know um I like you know did my school thing uh studied psychology sure. um you know did acapella I was like the vocal percussionist in my acapella group <laughs> of course um because I still wanted to like keep that like you know beatboxing thing alive but at some point after i graduated college i was just like oh you know i worked a job i worked two jobs in like the marketing and like sales industries and like tech there's Mm -hmm. plenty of those in the san francisco bay area sure um and i did that for tears and then i was like you know what i'm gonna be a rapper now
0: (laughs) 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 so Uh, entire musical trajectory right there wow Wait, so so I guess, did you just stumble into Nerdcore, or like, what was your gateway into that? Was this is it- another
2: great question. Um, and I gotta be honest with you, yeah. I don't really know how. I just... <laughs> Nobody really knows how! Yeah, exactly. So I, let me tell you the story, if you guys are down it's here. Like, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like yeah.
1: when you discover that your apartment has black mold. You're like, you didn't see it forming, <laughs> just one day you have black mold. And you're like, I have to move. <laughs> That's what, that's what, that's what joining the nerdcore community is
0: like. <laughs> Accurate. Wonder are you're just there because you had to move. Uh, so what's it, how did you get into it?
2: Um, so when I was looking for a scene to join, when I first started this, uh, you know, rap project, um, I, I looked around and I think I had it somewhere in my head uh, that like this floating cloud of like nerdcore hip hop. That, that that this thing existed within like the realm of but my consciousness. But you weren't sure. I wasn't sure if it existed, okay. but I was like, I think there's a thing called nerdcore hip hop, and I think that there are people that exist <laughs> named Schaefer the Dark Lord and <laughs> MC Lars, and I'm
0: not entirely sure if this is true, but I think
2: it's a thing. You had a
0: fever dream once, <laughs> and these are just nightmare just m- monsters. M- Made it manifest. <laughs> so wait, so the the rap project came before you even knew there was such a subculture. As nerdcore? Uh,
2: I think it was concurrent, but again, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Um, And so I was like, Nerdcore hip hop, does a Facebook group exist for this page? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is yes. Yes. I would (laughs) would
0: imagine there's a lot. Yes. The
2: answer is yes. There's just one. Um, There's only one? Well, there's one main one where everyone is. Sure,
1: sure, sure. Um, I can only assume that the first day that you showed up in that group, uh, you were introduced to all these people and they were all really mad at one other person. (laughs)
0: Um, Because that's. (laughs) That's like, kind literally of, that's, every day on that group. Yes. Love you all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so when I joined the group, uh, Beaker trolled the shit out of me which is what he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, A bunch of people trolled the shit out of me because when, you, when you're when you a new member and you're like hey listen to my shit uh, people yeah. troll the shit out of you yeah. and I just had to get used to that. I was like oh shit these people are kind of scary and like <laughs> I kind of backed off a little bit but then I came back with a new song uh, and at that point I think people were like starting to warm up to me sure. um, and then Lauren Gray oh my reached out to me uh, from Bars. the Facebook group Bars um, shout out to Lauren, you're cool um, and he was like hey do you want to be the vocalist to my producer for the VPC five, and I was like, "Do you know? Yeah, the, sure. Do you know what
1: the VPC is, Lugo? No, Lex, if you will.
2: Okay, um, the VPC is vocalist producer challenge. Uh, it, it it it's not happening this year, but it happened like the last five years. Okay, uh, it, someone uh, Whitney and a couple other people from the nerdcore community kind of you know put together put together this competition." Uh, where you know a vocalist pairs up with a producer, and then you're given these challenges every three weeks uh, of like what kind of song to write. So in the past, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. this is
0: this is ringing a bell now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: In the past, there have been like you know, oh, write a radio jingle um, and an advertisement, or you know, write a song without using first person, or <laughs> you know, uh, write a song based okay. on you know a fandom. And so, so
0: and so uh, someone roped you into doing this.
2: Yes. So someone roped me into doing this, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't sure if I had the time to do it but I was actually just kidding myself. I totally had the time to do it. And
1: <laughs>
2: I was just making excuses that for was myself. Like,
1: that was like an early simulator for the future where you have to start turning down guest verses all the time. Uh, People are like, oh, oh, Lex, I love your stuff. Uh, I'm working on this new joint here and I'd love to get you on it. Yeah, you know, I got like, I don't know if I have time for it. <laughs> right now, I mean, I would love to work with you sometime. I just got there's just a lot going
0: Welcome on. to the Shape of the Dark Lord How to Be a Nerdcore Rapper Correspondence Course, Lesson One.
1: If you're listening to this and I've ever said that to you in a verse request, um, know that that yours was an exception that was sincere. Anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, same here to whoever is listening.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Um Uh where was I? Uh, so the VPC challenge,
1: you were like, you didn't know if you were gonna have time for it, and you're like, but hell, I totally, hell. Did. I totally do.
2: Um, and I was like, I'm gonna do it because I want people to peep game. Um, and we we made five songs, and we got like third in the overall competition. We we came behind Danger Grove and uh, Shabzilla and Clap Pop, mm-hmm. um, who are two like obviously formidable opponent opponent teams. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're okay, <laughs> but. <laughs> People really peaked my game after that Like, people yeah. started, uh, you know, they were, like, voting on the VPC And, like, everyone was, like, listening to, like, my and Omai's tracks sure. And they sure, were sure. like, oh, Lex can rap, yep. you know And, you know, from that point, it was, like, you know, people like MegaRan, you know, um, were really down They, you know, uh, MegaRan reached out to me and it was like, hey, you know, you're cool uh, you know you great at stuff I'll introduce you to people and then Mega. yeah I like you know I show up at like one of his shows he introduces me to Lars I do a show with Lars I do a show with Megaran, and it's just like kind of like snowballed sure. from there sure, sure. Um, right now like all of my interactions are not like contained within the Nerdcore group but I have to say that the Nerdcore Facebook group really like catapulted my like networking experience sure. yeah. and I have to attest part of that to like my ability to online network because yeah. like yeah. I spend so much time on the internet that I'm just so good at making friends without even meeting them in person so <laughs> that's it <laughs>
0: Uh, true. Uh huh. True.
2: Yeah. So yeah, that's how I got into nerdcore, and and you know, it really took like going to South by Southwest to like meet all these people. Um. To
1: yeah. yeah. Y- you were uh. What I don't know if the industry still uses this term, but you would have been um. What is, was once called a buzz band, a buzz band. Yeah. <laughs> during uh. Among this among especially among the nerdcore community. Um. At this year South by you did a you did a bunch of shows, and all of the nerdcore people that I see there every year. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody at every show was talking about Lex, the Lexicon artist. Oh, my God. Did you see Lex? Really? Have you seen Lex? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. People I am talking so to honored. <laughs> I, the, the, I, I already had listened to some stuff and thought you were great. And that first show that I saw you perform at, which was it was one of DJ Rockman's yeah, shows. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember which venue it was.
2: Uh, it was like the small one at Dozen Street uh, on like East 12th Street. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and it was just like it was i was totally blown away. Thank you, you have you have no business being as good as you are for having done this as not as long as you have. Oh. And that's both in your writing and in your performance. Yeah, you. so take that. There are people with people with a decade of experience on you who like still get on stage and don't really Suck know the
0: air out of the fucking room yeah. oh shit yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> you know who you are bad rappers we have oh, a boy. bleep
1: i can use it i'm not saying i'm not
0: oh i'll start dropping
1: names i'll talk shit about lots of people on this podcast but i'm not gonna talk shit about nerdcore rappers
2: <laughs> yeah that's a bad idea um <laughs> i don't owe
0: them anything they, they never gave me nothing <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a fuck
2: that's I got a couple of people are still going to give me things, so I'm going to keep it chill. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm a diplomatic motherfucker. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly, and yes, you are.
2: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> okay, well, now, now that we got all the, the music stuff out of the way, uh, let's talk about you, Lex. Mm? Let's talk about what what's your hopes, your dreams, <sighs> your deepest your deepest. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. ...desires. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to take Nelson just... Lugo's course for <laughs> the professional interviewer, <laughs> please send <laughs> a request to podcast <laughs> at gmail.com.
0: Uh... <laughs> Fuck, I don't what know What am I to go supposed to
2: say to that? Uh,
0: everything. Go.
2: Um, I really want to b- buy a house for my parents. Aw. <laughs> wow. That's
0: fucking sweet. God yeah. damn it. Shit. I
2: only, I only spend a, a lot of money on music things. I don't spend money on anything else. Except traveling, experiences, and food, and music things. Yeah. So that's it.
1: You're in New York City right now. Fuck yeah. We, we managed. We waited until we were able to to be treated by you crossing four time zones Uh so that we could interview you in person. How is this trip to New York City?
2: Um, it is actually inspiring my next record, so <laughs> I would say it's really good. Your record
1: <laughs> dropped yesterday. I know. <laughs> That's the spirit. That is
2: <laughs> I kinda feel good that I'm Slow not, your Rolex. <laughs> that I'm not resting on my laurels after releasing Nor the first album. Nor and I shouldn't, you. but um <laughs> there's
1: there's laurels and then there's yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you should do what Schaefer does and wait five years.
1: No. Yeah. Ah. Ah. I don't wait five years. Damien waits five years.
2: Oh! Oh! Oh, Oh, shots fired.
0: Oh, my God. shit,
1: Shit. He's one of my last the friends. B- the ball's in
0: your court front a lot. <laughs>
1: Thank goodness he'll never listen he'll to this.
0: He'll never listen to this. Oh, he won't? Oh god, no, oh, okay. no. We have we have two listeners. Okay. You might you might be one of them.
2: Hey, I mean there <laughs> I, first of all, yes I am. Second of all, there's one guy who discovered Michael Kill from your podcast and he's gonna listen to this podcast and discover me, even though he's already my fan. Um so he's a listener, for sure.
1: Shout out to that guy.
2: Yeah, David. Shout out to you. Shout
1: out, David. Oh! listen, number, number six? Has While we're at it, shout out to Michael
0: Kill.
2: Yeah, shout out to Michael Kill. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you like really sad, southern people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so this is the thing.
1: You kind of, you, at least in one particular song of yours, which is literally titled Artist Anthem. Yeah. You do kind of talk about the sort of inherent... Uh, masochism of being an artist uh huh of pouring your stuff out giving it to the public and spending your time just kind of like breaking yourself to make things
2: yeah and I do it all with a smile
1: yeah yes you do <laughs> it is absolutely consistent with that and with, with many of the other uh, like musicians who I know that you will pour all of your sleepless nights and all of your conscious energy into getting a project out uh huh and then as soon as it's out of your hands yeah Ah. <sighs> I just want to start climbing the hill again. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, so let me tell you something. Um, yeah. The thing dropped yesterday, uh, and I'm really proud of it. I'm super proud of it. I feel like everyone you should listen be. to it. Absolutely. I feel like people deserve to hear what I have to say. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, I've been sitting on this shit for two years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have some of these songs I wrote in July of 2016. Oh um, wow! And so, so it has been a work. In, it has been a work in progress, and I've really been sitting on it. Um, I did a lot of the work on it in like the last three months when I'm feeling really excited. Uh, sure. Not expired Inspired <laughs> Opposite uh, Inspired after South By I was like Writing like a motherfucker I was like You know um, Just recording in the studio All mm-hmm. the time Just like rushing to get it done So I could like Get it out by the summer And right.
1: it finally happened So which song on it So which one is the oldest And uh, which one is the newest Okay In uh, terms of It's writing
2: Um, I gotta think about this Luther is the, the, is, the is the oldest one That's the fourth track um, it's the industrial, super heavy one. It was it was written uh, from like my raging anger at like someone who I'll not mention, um, and it's like all sincere when, was, the, was their things. name Luther? Uh, nah. Oh, okay. the, the the song is like a Superman reference. It's no, like we get it. yeah, well, you get it, but <laughs> it's like um, it's me rapping from the perspective of Lex Luthor. Um, but it's yeah,
1: a brutal song. Thank you. I don't think I've ever heard anybody. Neither in a rap song or just even in conversation ever use the phrase "fuck you with my kryptonite." Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's like ridiculous and brutal at the same time. Uh, yeah, uh, and I don't know. Like I always bring like the, the element of ridiculousness in like my writing, sure, um, and the element of ridiculousness in you know uh, a performance as well. How very nerdcore
1: so of you, Luther <laughs> yeah. is the oldest, which, the oldest, which is one. the one that's been written most recently.
2: Um. I think it's Curse of Creativity. Yeah. I think it's Mm -hmm. actually Curse of Creativity that is the newest one. Um, And it was like, I recorded Curse of Creativity and Psych Major in the same session that I remember. Um, But Curse of Creativity is probably the most recent one that I wrote. And that was the last one that I wrote. I was like, okay, we wrap this up. Right. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. So Curse of Creativity is the it's is the newest written one and you can kind of see like the shift of like, you know, my content from sure. like two years ago to like now. I think I've improved in my writing. Um but Yeah, that, I would know, hope so. Yeah. Um that being said I think there's still like kind of a similar ele- uh, element to it. They're very different songs, but, sure, but you know it makes sense to kind of you know wrap them up in this like um, uh, you know overall package of raging ego. It's,
1: sure, you, there is a consistent feeling throughout all of the songs on the record, which is a, a great feat for a, a bunch of songs that were written over a period of time and yeah, were written and that, as individual yeah. songs. I yeah. know we have a lot of pairs who and I. I Cannot relate to this, but I, uh, we have a number of peers who will book studio time mm-hmm. and will have a bunch of tracks and will go and write in the studio. And yeah. they will they will sit down and say, "I am writing this record." What? Oh, I have X number of beats. I am now writing all of these songs, and they they kind of write them in a batch as though they are the end. The end game is that this is part of a record, and I think okay. that that's great that people can do that. I I can't. Yeah, um, I've I always just like you know noodle round with a song because I have an idea. And and then when I have like a bunch of songs and I'm like, okay, now I have to get rid of them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's especially with earlier ones. Uh, uh, And you know, your first
1: one, it seems like that was, that's kind of it. You were writing about songs like as you were finding inspiration for them. You weren't like, oh, I just wrote track five on Raging Ego today. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's been a, it's been a a two year process for you. Uh Uh-huh. And I can imagine a lot of that was a like stop and starts and, and like, you know, moments of like intense creativity with moments of breaks in between. Mm-hmm. Um, were you planning an album or were these just like you needed to get like well, what was was there ever an intent for this to be a package at some point or were you writing just to write?
2: Um, both. I uh, definitely wanted to have an album out, uh, okay. and it was only like even two le-
0: years ago that was a, that was a yes. goal for you.
2: Yes, that was a goal for me. Um, but you know, I dropped the Lexis More EP before I did anything else. That was right. in 2017. It includes songs like Lex and Undateable, um, which I'm okay. not sure if you're familiar with, but I still do them in my live sets. Yeah. Um. But you know, after that, it was like, okay, I want like a full length album now. Um. How do I like construct it? And all of these songs were written as individual songs with like you know different producers. Uh, There were some, like, overlapping producers, but I was trying to, you know, also get a diverse sound and, like, you know, mix in a whole bunch of different influences, uh, including, you know, my punk rock influences, you know, like, industrial, things like that. And so, you know, the sound is, like, very sprawling. Like, all of the beats have, like, you know, kind of different feel to them in Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, But uh, there were a lot of songs that were going to be on the album uh, that just didn't end up being on the album because (laughs) uh, I didn't uh, I guess I didn't think they were good enough and you know, uh, putting this album together, everything only really started c- coming together after I came out of South By and I was inspired and I was oh, like, wow. okay I'm gonna write all these songs. I yeah. wrote Curse of Creativity, I wrote Psych Major, um, you know I uh, 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 Mistakes and, um, and Peep Game I wrote right before South By. So literally like half of the album was written in the last like five months, basically. <laughs> um, even though it spanned way. like Uh, Two years, sure, but
1: it's still though. It's it's. I just find it impressive. I think that like when I hear some of our peers' earlier records, my own included. Like if I listen to my first one, if I listen to Lars' first record, it sounds like a bunch of like rappers who haven't found their voice yet, or they don't really know what music works for them, or what production works for them, or Mm -hmm. what kind of style that they want to write, and so. You can tell that they've like written with a bunch of different people and they've kind of you, uh, tried out this with this person, tried out this with this person. And then when you get it like everything put together, it feels very much like a quilt. It feels like a bunch of sort of disparate pieces that have been like that are just like stitched together with charm. Yeah. And like you're like, so this record, it, Peep Game is just a fucking banger. Oh, it's thank just you. a club <laughs> banger. And then like Psych like Major, Psych Major's kind of got like like a garage rock like doo-wop feel almost to it and yet those two they they don't feel mismatched they because of there's something that you're interjecting in throughout everything. It's just the inherent lexness of it. Yeah. <laughs> those They don't feel, they, they feel like they belong as part of the same collection of songs. And that's just a pretty interesting feat to pull off. Again, you have no business pulling off a feat like that for short of the time as you've been doing this. You, How it, dare it, you? You
2: need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, honestly, that was one thing that I was worried about, is it feeling like a patchwork, it feeling like a quilt. Um, and, you know, in a way, it, it in some ways it does, you know, the the production is all different. I'm very glad to hear from you guys that it sounds cohesive. Oh, so um, Yeah, I, I'm very glad that there's that cohesive element to it and that everything kind of falls under the umbrella of Raging Ego. It's not a concept album, but in, in another way it is. Um, like, there's a sure. concept of Raging Ego and everything, like, falls under that. Yeah,
1: um, and there, there, are, there are a few sort of, um... There are a few kind of, like, emotional beats that make and and themes that like recur throughout the album, even on songs that don't sound anything alike, there'll still be things that kind of come back. This this and I'm going to reference artist anthem again because this okay. this kind of idea of this sort of uh, almost career slash emotional masochism like, of <laughs> just the, the nature of doing this. Uh-huh. I feel like that kind of like that that pops its head up like a groundhog in a few songs.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, like um. in the
1: middle of like even some of your most raging ego moments mm-hmm. there's still these moments where it kind of gets tempered where you're like oh god I just why am I doing this <laughs> but it's, it's done subtly and not in that not in a um, oh god like self deprecating uh, boring self-indulgent like, kind of way.
2: Self-indulgent kind of way. Um, that's funny. One of the people who reviewed my album who just sent me the review today uh, says that Raging Ego can get just slightly uh, too self-indulgent, which I think is fine because that was the point. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that's, that's kind
1: of a... <laughs> yeah. That's an yeah. odd criticism, especially if that's the title of the article. <laughs> yeah. Um raging ego gets a little it's difficult. not the
2: title of the it's not the title of the thing it was oh, um, oh it's actually uh, Matt and one, uh, uh, 117 of uh, Ironic Commando Nerdcore reviews uh, who does Nerdcore reviews and I was like hey tear, tear, tear apart my album um, and they were like yeah <laughs> so I actually appreciate Schaefer that yeah. you like spent so much time like kind of like listening to it and you know Uh, spent time with it and, you know, analyzed it and, like, you know, looked at the themes of it because I always appreciate when people do that because, you know, message is important. I think lyrics Mm -hmm. are one of the most important things in hip-hop and, um, and that's funny, like, you pick out things that I don't necessarily even notice, you know, really, I just kind of write, um what I'm inspired to write and obviously because it's me the same th- themes kind of you know uh rear their heads up uh a little bit oh, like sure. you know similar yeah. themes and mistakes in artist anthem even though they comp- sound completely different mm-hmm. um uh but at the same time
1: and I mean and, and, and even like uh curse of creativity yeah references the l word yeah in, yeah in, yeah exactly in like explicitly references it yeah. which is, I think is great
2: oh thank you I, I mean it's it's totally fucking cheeseball, but I still did it because I, I don't give a shit I just write what I write you that's know? what I love I loved
1: Cobra Kai <laughs> thank you so totally cheese ball I'm into it Yeah. Well, I, no, I, don't, I don't even think that that's that cheesy
2: oh you just referenced something that you said early in the podcast so you know like we that's, have the same pension uh, of referencing oh, do it high five high five uh, did and you hear that that's called Good. a
0: callback fuck yeah Um. so now that it's out Mm. Uh looking at looking at what it is, right, mm-hmm. and, and I guess having some distance from it now, mm-hmm. now that's kind of like out of your hands and in the world. Yeah. Um, what what do you think I guess what what will you take into the next album? Like what are the, what were some of the hard earned lessons from this that you'll apply to the next one?
2: Oh wow, that's a good question and really hard to answer. Well of course it um. is. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's
0: but like I mean ultimately we're talking about what it is to be an artist, right, and so yeah. and and you you mentioned that because it's you, it's going to have similar themes, similar voice, yeah, um, and knowing what you know now, what do you think you could have done? what you could have given yourself a break for or what you should have been harder on yourself for.
2: Yeah. I'm just going to preface this by saying, I mentioned this, uh, you know, me being myself writing the same, you know, uh, you know, same, same themes coming up randomly. Mm -hmm. Um, because there was this hilarious thing that I discovered. So I used to write a whole bunch of like text note journals in my computer. (laughs) And I found this trove of journals going back all the way to 2002. Wow. Um, in my old computer and I took them out and I put them all on my hard drive and i like, you know, brought it to America. Right. Um, (laughs) And then I opened one of them, and it's like called The Inception Incident. (gasps) And it was back in 2010 when Inception came out. And like, I was like, really existential about it was like oh before inception came out i came out with you know i came out with this really deep idea of like people being able to meet each other in dreams but then i realized that inception came out now i'll never be famous <laughs> 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 now i'll never do anything meaningful with my life oh, and dear. you know i'll never be successful and famous and i'll never get rich and um you know wow. i'll never make my parents happy and uh you know, um, maybe you know. Maybe I should just give up on this art in this life. 2010. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and 2018, I'm still talking about the same thing. So yes, you are <laughs> still going to see the same themes coming back. All the time, but sure. it's going to be in a different way. Of course. You know, I want to make sure that it's not, like, a monotonous voice, that it's not self-indulgent, that I'm not always, like, you know, boo-hoo crying about myself, because mm-hmm. um, that's boring. Yeah, I, I, I so. like, you know, I, I'm i so done with seeing comedians always talking about their shitty, like, Tinder dates and shit like that. I'm yeah. just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not interested in hearing about your <laughs> shitty sex life. It's not entertaining, and you need to rap about, you need to, like, joke about something else. Sure. Um, but... You know, monotonous stuff gets boring. So I wanna, you know, I wanna make sure it's always interesting. Number one, I wanna learn to produce. Uh, I think that's very important. Mm. I wanna have a lot of control over, um, you know, my sonic sound. I obviously have a musical background, so I can compose. I composed a lot of the songs on this album. Sure. Uh, Artist Anthem, Luther, uh, Psych Major were all songs that I composed. Uh Uh, But because I didn't have the production skills, I outsourced the production to. Michael Kill yeah. uh, Clap and Pop people yeah. like that um, you know to kind of You know, flesh it out and you know play the instruments on it and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I want to be able to you know do that process myself so I have more control over it because I'm very picky about the way things sound. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, you know, like I want this particular riff, I want this particular chord progression, I want this you know melody that goes on top of everything. Yeah. Um, and I want to have control over that. I actually recently turned down a uh, a production scholarship that I I had I was like you know one of the top two finalists for in San Francisco because I wanted to tour and be a performer. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, being stuck in San Francisco for like, you know, five days a week or, you know, traveling in and out, you know, uh-huh. from Oakland is going to be really challenging. And also I want to tour the world and rap with people and like, you know, uh, be able to come out to New York City and things like that. Sure. Um, and so I had to put like, you know, this kind of uh production side on the back burner so I can, you know, pursue this performance part because that is my bread and butter. I am a performer. Right. And so, you know, uh, to kind of, Uh, take advantage of this, like, buzz band, this, you know, upward trajectory, this exponential growth that I'm experiencing right now. Um, I wanted to do that, but at some point, I want to be able to learn how to produce. I want to kind of bring in a lot of my influences into it, like Mm -hmm. new metal. I'm a huge fan of that. Sure. Um, Industrial, you know, kind of like gnarly sounds and things like that um she loves that shit yeah yeah that shit is great you know I'm sure. a huge fan of Nine Inch Nails I've been listening to a lot of them more um mm-hmm. I'm gonna like you know see them soon uh they're coming to San Francisco and they're I got they're still ticket. alive hell yeah
0: alright
2: yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah they were
1: they were in one of the episodes of Twin Peaks The Return last summer
2: huh yeah Nine All Inch right. Nails is shit yeah they're, they're great um okay. And, uh, yeah, I want to bring in some of that. I, am you know, I want to bring in, like, punk rock, more, uh, electronic pop. You know, I'm a huge fan of, like, Psy, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. like, album yeah, yeah, yeah. style. Like, all of his music is, like, super danceable, super catchy, and he's, like, this amazing viral pop star who just, like, captivates everyone whenever he performs, and I, like, I want to be like that. Um, so I want to, like, bring in some of, like, the danceable stuff as well. Okay. Um, you know, so-
1: I, the, the next record that you do, um, I... I'm sure it goes well beyond Nerdcore. You also mm-hmm. have the ability to basically just point at you could just get all of Nerdcore in room and just start pointing at people being like, you, guess first. You <laughs> yeah. guess. Yeah. First. Because everybody wants to work with you. Oh. I can't really express enough how much we all geeked out about you at South by Southwest and now continue Come on, to. Dude. Everybody wants to work with you. Work wow. With you. Yeah. You are like you are on a meteoric rise in this um small scene and we were all very lucky to have you until you outgrow us which is gonna be like let's say next year
2: (laughs) oh come
0: on and then we will destroy you
2: Come at me, bro. <laughs> actually, I'm not. I'm not a rapper. I don't.
0: I don't really have a post in this race. So you do you.
2: Um, I was actually gonna say the second point mm-hmm. is, uh, this album has no features because it's my debut. Sure. I wanted it to be all me. Yeah. Next sense. album is gonna have a shit ton of features. Awesome. Um, because and I'm actually working on a lot of songs, just like singles and mm-hmm. like mini EPs that have features on them. Awesome. Just because I've experienced this, like you know, people are willing to work with me. People are excited about like writing songs. Oh, they're and,
1: not. Like, w- they they want to. People are hungry to work. with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I would love to work with you, whoever is you know listening to this.
0: Um, so if you're a hip hop uh, rapper <laughs> and you'd like to work with uh, Lex, the Lexicon Artist, uh, shoot her an email at
2: alex at thelexiconartist dot com.
0: That's Alex thelexiconartist dot com.
2: Yep. Yeah. Shoot me an email. Um, let's talk. I want to listen to your stuff. Um, I'm always, like, casting people. I'm always looking for people who are, like, good fits for, like, you know, the next thing. So, you know, a lot of cool collabs coming out. I'm working on this, like, sick fucking posse cut that is, like, in the back burner right now. But who knows what's going to come of it? Um, it's just, like, yeah, cool shit. Um, you, votes,
0: you mentioned Psy. Uh, versus- uh, yeah. And I, I love Psy, by the way. Fuck so um, are you are you interested in doing uh, hip-hop in uh, in your native language as well?
2: Um that's a great question. Uh, yes, I am. That is that, Is, is at,
0: that is that something you've done or or no. something you're considering or
2: uh, it's something I'm considering. Okay. And it's something that that, actually, that's a great idea. I'm, I'm building ideas for my next record right now, yeah. like, as we speak, as we're in New York City. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, like, you know, kind of generating all these, like, concepts, these ideas, and that is actually a great idea. I'm going to incorporate um, Mandarin, sure. uh, which is my other native language. Mm-hmm. And oh, How many uh, languages do you speak? Uh, I speak two natively and uh, two as second languages. Okay. Yeah, or, like, third languages, essentially. Sure. Um, and, yeah, I actually do want to do that, and... Uh, I haven't had the chance to do it yet But I've tried To be honest I'm (laughs) not as proficient in Mandarin as I should be I grew up in Taipei uh, For 16 years And I obviously spoke Chinese for a lot of my life Sure But my level is about the level of a ninth grader in high school, because that's about when I stopped. Right. And so my writing skills are not as proficient. So this is just like, obviously it's on the record, but, you know, it's like, you know, just so you know, this is the reason that I haven't written anything in Mandarin. A lot of people are asking me, hey, have you ever done something in Mandarin? I'm like, yes, it's in the plans, but I haven't. (laughs) It's really just insecurity, you know? It's really just like, people are going to hear my, like, shitty ninth grader vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm embarrassed about that, but it's like every time I go back to Taipei, as soon as I open my mouth and I'm trying to order something at a restaurant, they're like, oh, did you just come back from the United States? I'm like, no, I grew up here. (laughs) 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 I'm native. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Um, And it's frustrating not feeling like I'm American enough or Taiwanese enough, like whenever I'm in like either country, but like I'm comfortable in English and people can't tell that I'm like not native. I'm a dual citizen, but people can't tell that I didn't grow up here. Right. Um, Um, And so, you know, I wouldn't have known if you hadn't said anything. Yeah, not having an accent has been very beneficial to, like, just, you know, doing this kind of, like, artist stuff. I recognize that if I had had, like, a thick Asian accent, Mm -hmm. you know, that would have unfortunately, it shouldn't be like this, but unfortunately, it would have reduced my credibility. It's really? true? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, if I was rapping in English with a heavy Asian accent, it would decrease my credibility, and I'm saying this right now, because people with heavy Asian accents are never seen as local Americans because right. there's a perpetual foreigner myth right? Right, right Asian American shit let's do this
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh shit oh. I, just,
1: I just opened the Pandora's box let's do this <laughs> they're not getting cast in a lot of roles
2: uh huh yeah and it's true um, even Asian yeah. Americans who speak great English aren't cast in a lot of roles no they were not cast as Major Motoko Kusanagi in Ghost in the Shell yeah. so yeah. you know what can you do
0: <laughs> I know we actually you and I uh, commiserated over uh, uh, The Outsider The Outsider Outsider the, the, that Netflix movie, and uh, I I took my opinion to Twitter, and I was accused of being racist against wh- against white people. Shut the
1: fuck up! <laughs> oh my fucking god!
0: Oh my god! Oh, I am so
1: done. It's 2018, and people still think that's a thing. Yeah. God, I hate
0: Twitter. Uh, which is why I don't. I so rarely ever post on there. But like, it's it it was uh it, it was it was great, sort of like being angry at Netflix with you. Uh, for, yeah. For a short period of time.
2: Yeah yeah and I feel that shit a lot. Yeah. Um you know I acknowledge that because of my perfect English I have a lot of privilege you know oh, sure. I have yeah, yeah. I have the background of you know um uh, you know Growing up in Taipei Where everyone was Asian I didn't feel othered And I wasn't like A you know A minority within You know A place where I grew up And called home yeah. Which a lot of Asian Americans are They're like you know Chinese American But they grow up in like A white neighborhood And they're always made fun f- of For like you know Bringing their lunch to school Oh you sure know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know uh, Their Asian moms Get made fun of For like you know Doing their hair a certain way Or I don't know You know I didn't have to deal With any of that And then I come over here And I like integrate Imperfectly in you know And right. it's like I'm super privileged to be able to have that and like I acknowledge that all of that has been a factor in kind of you know the success that I have experienced so far and will continue to experience mm. um, and I acknowledge that this opportunity is not available to a lot of people um, but at the same time I also think it's really important to showcase how Asian I am because I am oh yeah um, and so I want oh, no, to no you're like
0: you're like the most Asian
2: <laughs> I'm pretty Asian <laughs> yeah no um, like
0: if there was like a like a level you'd be like Where there's like there's green at the bottom and red at the top. Like you are like like super Asian right there at the top of that thing. Crush it, Lugo. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Um, you're not wrong, first <laughs> of all. <laughs> I, I am very proud of my Asian heritage in a way that Asian Americans a lot of the times are not because they're made fun of it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for it. Uh, a lot of the time, a lot of Chinese Americans, they're like, oh, you know, like my parents didn't teach me English because they wanted me to integrate more into, uh, didn't teach me Chinese because they wanted me to integrate more into the society. Yeah, um, that,
0: that happened to me as well. I, yeah. I, I grew up in a, in, a, in a time where it wasn't cool to be Hispanic. And, oh, for sure. And so I was never taught how to speak Spanish.
2: Yeah, and it's, like, really unfortunate um, to not have that opportunity.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I I felt that with Korean. My mom speaks Korean, but Mm -hmm. and she tried to teach it to me, but, you know, I I just never... It never stuck? um, It never stuck, and I I wasn't as interested in it as I should have been, so I just never learned it, and I I feel bad. But I I do speak two other languages, like, as second languages, so, you know, it's not too bad. It's two Um, more than me. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's, like, kind of uh, going back to being Asian and using Mandarin I want to showcase that a little bit more I don't want it to be a shtick you know I don't want it to be like oh she's the mm. a rapper that can you know rap in English and Mandarin it's like I want to be acknowledged as a great rapper in itself and not just the great Asian rapper or the great Asian female rapper but right. you know oh, yeah, I'm, an, I'm you, a rapper you know I yeah,
1: wouldn't want to lead with that because yeah that's, it's not my shtick yeah, you know my then, shtick is
2: being weird and being ridiculous and like saying depressing things with a smiling face and like jumping around on stage all the time
1: nailed it <laughs> And also yeah. <laughs> um, frequently acknowledging your own awesomeness.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, well,
1: that, you're right. I'm, you have to thank me. That's what you do. Your record is called Raging Ego. Fair
2: enough. Um, but yeah, I also acknowledge the times that I'm like not awesome. Uh, but yeah, I frequently do think that I'm the shit. And sometimes mm-hmm. I acknowledge when I need to turn it down. And sometimes I turn it up. Yeah, so that is my long-winded answer to have you done <laughs> a, a song in Mandarin?
1: <laughs> uh, do, awesome. Uh, speaking of like future songs, uh-huh. uh, do you think you will ever do a song where, or have you done a song where um, the the beat is you beatboxing and the lyrics are you rapping?
2: Oh, God, this question.
1: Does that happen a lot? <laughs> Then don't answer it
2: Both of these questions Answer uh, Happen a lot So Or actually Three of
1: these questions Well we'll just tell people To go find your other interviews
2: (laughs) I've actually (laughs) never Answered it live But you know In person People ask me Uh Like just like In in conversation So people ask me If I've ever Rapped in Mandarin People ask me Have I ever Beatboxed my own songs People ask me um, Are you Are you gonna Incorporate violin Into your songs Um, For beatboxing and violin Both of the answers Are the same And let me tell you What the answer is Maybe and I, I, <laughs> I probably I probably should. Uh, because those are sticks, you know? Those people will see that and be like, Oh my god, holy shit, that is so amazing. Again, I don't want it to stick. I don't want it to stick as a shtick, but um I uh I have a love-hate relationship with both of those things because mm. I have put them, like, in the past for, for the moment. I yeah. know that they will be really cool. I am planning to, ha- like, play violin on my next record. That is something that I really want to well, have good. because right now the idea is kind of, like, circling uh, with um, uh, for the next album, which is uh, the intersection of kind of, like, organic and, like, you know, cybernetic uh, augment augmentations and enhancements and things like that, and I want to combine, like, digital and organic sounds that it sounds super, super organic. And I want to bring like a really nice violin into it. So I might play violin on my next record. I, I should do it live. Um, but again, just stick, right? Um, and so I don't want to be known as like, oh, that rapper who like is also an amazing beatboxer. Oh, that rapper who also like raps while she does things. Uh, or, or, or that that rapper who raps while she, you know, plays violin. At the same time, it's like, my relationship with beatboxing is complicated. A lot of people hear me do it and they're like, oh my God, you're so good. It's so much better than your rapping. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it makes me so angry. I'm like, I know. It's kind of horrible. It makes me really upset when people say that. I'm just like, okay, I know that I'm good at it, but... I'm trying to be a rapper right now. That yeah. is my main part of the project. You know, it's like um, I don't want it to outshine my rapping. And uh, well, here
0: I don't. I, I don't think it will because you wouldn't let it. I wouldn't let sense. it.
2: And also, you know, people need to dig into the beatboxing scene more and realize that I'm really not that good. There are a lot of people who are way better than I am. Um, and, no, and this they, is the they, truth. No, they,
0: yeah, but they don't know that. <laughs> let them think you're the greatest beatboxer. Yeah, There's but nothing wrong with that. I
2: want them to think I'm a better rapper than I am a beatboxer. All although just, I'm good at both of those things. It's you, just... It's all that, insecurity. That's not it. Mut- those are not mutually exclusive. Okay. You can be good at both. <laughs>
0: look, look.
2: All of... <laughs> All of the <laughs> this
1: got really intense. <laughs> all of the Beatles, except for George Harrison, are were pretty bad musicians. Yeah? yeah, excellent songwriters, but they're like really clumsy guitarists and bassists and drummers and piano players. Okay. Really clumsy. Uh huh. So yeah, there were probably more like proficient guitarists and bassists and pianists playing at the same time. They were yeah, but they just didn't do what they did. I, I fucking hate myself. I just, I don't even know why I invoked the Beatles.
2: <laughs> um, I, I think I, he's trying to say that I'm going to be the Nerdcore I, Beatles. That's it.
0: I just, I, I You heard it here, folks, on the Epic Podcast. Mm-hmm. Nerdcore Beatles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, that'd be great.
1: Uh, I have one uh, quick, like, question that's not about anything and hopefully this one you haven't been asked before. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, did your mom snoop on your laptop?
2: Oh uh, yeah, totally. Okay. For for those of you who aren't included in the line is, uh, my game is like my laptop, peep it like my mom. Um I have this <laughs> compulsive reaction to like hide my screen from anyone who's like looking at it from the back because Same. I like when when I lived in Taiwan, I would like face away from the door and my mom would never knock and she would sneak in while I was like looking at like <laughs> online forums. And like I didn't want her to see that and I was like uh, and this is to you mom too you, you'll probably you, you'll probably listen to this um, I did hide a lot of stuff from you and it was a, a lot of times I had to um, and it was just like I, I you know I know we didn't have like the most beneficial uh, or, or the most positive of relationships but it's a lot better now um, and I'm opening to you a lot more so you know and I'm opening up uh, in general to a lot of people I'm gonna stop this right now
0: <laughs> so Lex's mom if you'd like to write us a letter to tell us how disappointed you are in your daughter lex please shoot us an email at epicpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail dot com that's epic at gmail.com sweet um all right lex so i think i think we're we're about to wrap up here okay. uh um, i wanted to well, thank you so much for for coming in and, and chatting with us today
2: uh thank you um, guys this was fucking great i had such a good time oh
0: so where yeah. where can people find your album and how can they get it
2: uh, Raging Ego is was released on uh, June 6th. It is on all digital channels that your heart desires. Uh, if you prefer Bandcamp, it is on thelexiconartist.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a digital version there, uh, or you can get one of these sleek USBs. Um, Sweet. Uh, that actually contain really cool things like photos, artwork, um, and personalized essays that I wrote about each song really long essays like very long rambling things and you can find out more about each song Nice. On the USB, and I will mail that to you. Uh, so that is all my bandcamp, but it's also going to be on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, Amazon, wherever you prefer to listen to things. Um, it, it'll also be on YouTube. I'm going to come up with a whole bunch of music videos uh, in the later half of the year. You'll be able to find those on there too. And as far as social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Lex the Con Artist, which is L E X T H E. Con artist, And you can find me on Facebook as Lex the Lexicon Artist. And you can find me on YouTube as Lex the Lexicon Artist. I think I covered everything.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Lex the Lexicon Artist, thank you so much for speaking with us this month. Thank you. Once again, we would like to thank Lex the Lexicon Artist for being with us on the program this month. What a delight. Please go get Raging Ego yesterday.
0: Yes, please do. Give her all of your money dollars. And uh, support her uh, on all of the social medias. Give her the clicks, the likes, the views. Get the in on shares. the chairs. The ground floor. That's
1: right, get on the ground floor. As this space shuttle is taking off.
0: Yeah, like to to experience her art is cheap right now. You're only gonna it, it's only gonna go up from there. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> I saw her when I could get a ticket for fifteen dollars. <laughs> 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 uh, that's it Let's get out of here You have, you have anything to plug uh, My four-eyed friend
1: You know what All of June is me Just getting ready for July So I'll <laughs> save my, my plugs For the end of the month
0: Okay uh, the Because only...
1: there will be a, a June episode This one's airing late But there will yeah, be a June
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Oh, yeah By the way In case you haven't noticed This episode is late Yeah, yeah. You're welcome You're welcome All 12 listeners
1: You would have had to wait a month For a, a canned like a, a, a vaulted interview with Lex. Right. Now you get it on time because you had to wait a week. You could have listened to a week. We could have gone on yeah. more about solo. We,
0: I suppose we could have.
1: In fact, we should start a sub podcast where we just talk about solo. Is it called soloing? It's. We're going to get it on the ground floor of that too. <laughs> the first month, weekly. Shift late, in the
0: dark, Lord and Nelson Lugo, their finger on the pulse of what is hot with the youths in America. Uh, the only thing I have going on is uh, my monthly variety show called Industry Night, which will be on the 14th of June at the Red Room, which is the speakeasy bar that is above the bar called KGB, which in is of itself above a black box theater called the, Grain, the Crane Theater. The tickets are a suggested donation of $20, so you could pay as much or as little as you like, and I guarantee you will get what you paid for.
1: Hmm. that's a qualified tagline for
0: your show <laughs> it's gonna be great we got we got magicians we got burlesque performers yeah, we got I, comedians yeah, yeah i got that we got a we got a veritable cornucopia do you have any animal acts? entertainment do you have any animal acts i'm allergic to animals then
1: then you don't is that, yeah yeah in the interest of your
0: own i safety. don't i don't have any we're done we're done. And this has been episode 61 of the Epic Podcast. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Shape of the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Bye. Okay.
1: Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to EpicPieCast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com/nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com/sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audio Boom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and The Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.